Hello. Welcome to True. I'm Gerard Hector, joined by Coach David Thorpe. How are you, sir? I am great. Before we start talking hoops, Gerard, uh, what are you doing for the holiday? Um, you know, the usual, going to my family's aunt's house, doing the gold turkey thing. You know, everybody's going to get together, have some fun, watch some World Cup, because World Cup will be on on, really? on Thanksgiving. Yeah, we'll, we'll have the TV on downstairs, so we'll probably go back and forth. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we will have football on, but not American football. Right, right. <laughs> I, I long ago banned football. <laughs> but if I was in town, which I won't be, um, we 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 probably will put it on. Well, I say we. It's not much of us here, but uh, right. we'll be gone. We're going to see my son in yes. Orlando for a few days, so it'll be nice. My uh, will Rachel be there as well? Yeah, yeah. So I okay. got uh, I got room. I got a, a a place big enough where we all the three of us can hang out. Okay. And then my son will be with his team, but we're going to be able to visit with him some. And eleven o'clock Thanksgiving morning, we'll be watching Florida State versus Siena. And then uh, I have a buddy who owns a restaurant in Disney Springs. So we're going to okay. after hanging out with the team some, we'll go to three of us have a nice little nothing. It'll be a Caribbean African food reading. I mean, yeah, listen. It'll be great. You can, that's the great thing about Thanksgiving is yeah. you can have all kinds of food given, you know, the origins of Thanksgiving. We're, yeah, exactly. We're not even, yeah, my wife and I buck tradition. We're like, the tradition <laughs> is being with family. I yes. don't care what we eat. Like yes. t- tonight she's going to make salmon and stuffing. Love so, it. Because we, we love stuffing, we're not going to have it. I don't think Africans eat stuffing ever. So we're going <laughs> at the place we're going is African Caribbean. So um, they won't be serving stuffing. So yeah, we'll um, we'll uh, whatever. It's it's just be, we'll be with family. Which my last Thanksgiving, my dad was yeah. home from the hospital, but unable to yeah. join us. So we sent food to his place. We're sipping my mom down with my my two brothers. We'll both be in Miami, so she'll be taken care of. It's not going to be quite the same, but um, whatever. I'll be with well, my wife and kids. I can't complain. I, I think you're you're so right, right? It's not about the food. It's about the family. For and me, I'm going to yeah. ask you, even the, yeah. you know, I'll ask you this on, on the show. Is this the first Thanksgiving without your dad? So how are you yeah. how, how are you feeling? Yeah. I mean, I, knowing that he was six minutes away in his home and not he was, his goal is to not be in the hospital for Thanksgiving. We got him home the day before. But again, we couldn't we could we could I think I saw him, but we just brought food over. Um, we've traveled a couple of times on Thanksgiving, my wife and over the years, but but we always had dinner with them before, after, and still did it as a family. But yeah, it's weird. I talked to my mom about it a lot. We took her out to dinner last night since I won't be seeing her either and had Thai food. Yeah, we're not married to the food <laughs> itself. Okay. It's just, yeah, food is food. <laughs> but um, they, that's why I wanted to bring it up is uh, I, I lost my friend, as you know, Ron Stewart, mm-hmm. the scout for the Bucks, died yep. suddenly the other day in his 60s of a massive heart attack. Um, you don't know. I've talked to a few NBA people who knew Ron well. Just being on the road over the years mm-hmm. together. Um, when you get a chance to to enjoy your family, enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we don't, we, no one gives us a script as to when we don't get to see him anymore. No, you're yeah. you're right about that. So yeah. those of you who can are and are able, Do it. you know, take some time this week to just you know put that kind of joy in in your heart and in your life, right? And just spend time with the people you love and care about, right? Whether it's the family you have or the family you make, whatever it is, just you know. Spend some time doing that. And, and just, and just one more thing, Gerard. You, you love to joke about me and Henry being lovey-dovey, and you, <laughs> Mr. Stoic. We know, we know it's just a, a fraudulent uh, a face that you put on there. Um, I, I had a friend say to me recently. She, she, she's amazed at that most men can't like really tell the truth to the people they love. Mm-hmm. They think it's some kind of math and thing to not do it. And obviously, that's not how I am. If you right. follow me on Facebook, whatever, I roll pretty openly. I, I'm so glad I, I was able to say some things to Ron Stewart before he died. 
I do the same thing with my dad. I do the same with my kids all the time. My wife, it's easy. Um, when you, if you are with family on Thanksgiving, for those of us, the thousands of you that are listening to us now, take the time to tell them how you feel. There's no guarantee they'll be there. We used to always wonder if this is our last Thanksgiving with dad. We got about eight more than we expected. Mm-hmm. But uh, I tried never to, to fail to tell him how pleased I was that you're with us, whatever. Take the time to do that. You'll feel better. And you'll be less upset when you lose them. Yeah. Uh, you'll be upset when you lose whoever you're going to lose. But at least you said your piece when you had the chance. Uh, take the time to do that. If you have to have a drink first, go ahead. But <laughs> whatever you have to do to speak your truth, it, it, it's helpful to everybody. No, uh, well said. Um, on the court, some interesting things happening in the NBA this weekend. Uh, Clay Thompson, return of Clay. He had a hell of a game Sunday night against the Rockets. 41 points, 14 of 23 from the field, 10 of 13 from three. I mean, it was vintage Clay. You know, so speaking of like feeling good and feeling joy, you know, we're not Warriors fans. Like, we're, you know, that's not what we do here. Like, we are fans of players and different things, and we want them to do well. This had to feel so good for Clay. I know you felt good for him, just someone who watches as a coach, and we'll delve into that in a minute. But it's nice to have those moments when you're someone like Clay, right? Because he even talked about it, right? This idea that haters, people doubting him, like, and they and it gets to you, right? As, as awesome and as much bravado as these guys show you on the floor and they're huffing and puffing and screaming and doing their thing, they're just like you and me. They have vulnerable moments and are like, shit. Am I ever going to be good at this thing again? This thing I was so amazing at, right? So it was nice for him to have that moment last night. Yeah, you know, I always think about this, Gerard. Um, way back a long time ago when I was in college, uh, there was a high school teammate of mine for basketball that was a year younger than me. And he ended up starting at nose tackle for the Gators. Uh, he played football and basketball. He was much better at football, but he was a good basketball player too. Six four, super strong, white Jewish guy from, he didn't go to my temple, but he, he moved in from New York. Dad was a New York City cop. Got shot and retired down in Florida. And um, he was an all-SEC tackle. Mm. I don't think he got drafted, but he, he had a chance in the NFL, didn't stick for long. And I remember a couple years, maybe two or three years after he was done. So he's probably 25 now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was at a Gator game back then. I still would go to the games. And as I would leave, uh, as I left, I saw him just, just part of the crowd. Mm. I went, of course, I went over to talk to Jeff, but he didn't mm. see me at first. He was just another Gator fan. Like it just a few years prior, he was like a, one of our star stud defensive mm-hmm. players. This is how life is for most of them. Even Clay Thompson, it's, it's always going to be, oh my God, that's Clay Thompson. But he's probably going to have to pay for tickets, not for Warriors games. <laughs> for a lot of other events that he has to go to. At some point, the celebrity disappears. And they know that, even if it's if in their subconscious mind. And so as I said to you off air, uh, when you have been to the mountaintop like he has been, individually and collectively, and, you know, and you're far away from it, you, you do wonder, am I ever going to get back there? And that's what drives you. That's what makes you work as hard as you work, which is what's required. And so when I was watching uh, this morning, I watched all of his points. Uh, he, he didn't just, I didn't realize he made 10 threes. I knew he made a lot, but he was cutting. He was getting fouled. Like there was other parts to his game that was so yep. great to see. And he had kind of that look about him, which we all know from Clay. Uh, he is, uh, I heard someone say the other day, they talk about him being, a no maintenance guy, which is a big deal with me. Don't be low maintenance, be no maintenance. And he's that guy for Golden State, apparently. Um, it was nice. Yeah, he's worked very hard. And he has said, like, cut me some slack here. I, yeah. I've dealt with some shit now. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I was, uh, we'll talk about Ben Simmons, I know too. 
when they when guys are out with due to injury, whether it's physical or mental, they're not just losing games; they're losing reps. And so there's nothing we we can't do anything, Gerard, as, as human beings almost. If you don't continue to practice it, walking is a little different. Try running when you haven't run for a while. Mm-hmm. I remember I took a year off of coaching and I just worked with individuals. And I went back and worked a big five-star camp and, and they put me, I had a McDonald's All-American on my team, a future McDonald's All-American who ended up going to Duke. Um, I sucked. I had not coached a game in a year for the first time in, in probably since I was uh, 22. And now I'm at this point, I'm maybe 24, 25. Mm-hmm. And, um, it no, it was 26. It was bad. No. I just I just was slow to react to everything and I was very frustrated. Uh this guy, Clay, has had his routine for a long time and now he's out for a while. It's just hard to get that back, you know, and you just gotta work. You gotta just keep working all the time. And I from my understanding he does that. Mm-hmm. And so now can he do it again and again? Well, right. Eh, <laughs> it's a quote right eh. <laughs> But he'll do it more than once probably. Yes. The more he does it, the better we can feel like, all right, he's he's somewhere back or maybe all the way back or maybe partially or mostly. Let's see. But at least we know we can do it at least one time. Mm-hmm. And that's encouraging for him. His work ethic and the team, whatever, it's nice to see. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I just feel like you got to feel good for him. Um, and, you know, the Warriors, by extension, are feeling, are feeling good about themselves. Now, about the actual Warriors in that play. I mean, this is the Houston Rockets after all. Right. They had to work to win this game. This was this wasn't a cakewalk. They had a they had a battle to beat a terrible Houston Rockets team. So a lot of the problems that exist for this Warriors team, which we discussed, uh, David wrote an article last week. Um, we talked about it on both pods, I believe, last week. Yeah. You know, there are still some things they are working through as a team. Uh, we do know that they sent James Wiseman down, and as you so wonderfully put, Coach, you can't blame him, any, him anymore. He ain't there. Right. He is in he's in Santa Cruz working on his game. And look, he was drafted number two for a reason. Right. The Warriors see something in him. You saw see something in him in terms of talent and ability. But he is not where he needs to be right now. And Steve Kerr sent him down to the G League for an extended amount of time. He will be there for a while, uh, multiple weeks. Um, But you have a message for what he and the Warriors should be doing while he's down there. Yeah. You know, I watched his whole game the other night and. it just looks to me like he he wants to be Joel Embiid so badly. This gigantic and the little Nikola Jokic, this gigantic man who's got all this craft and skill and shot making, and I just want him to first be Brook Lopez. That I don't know if he ever can be Embiid uh, or Jokic. Uh, it, it looks like he has a chance to be, but he should be able to dominate the paint defensively and on the glass. He doesn't do that now. That's going to take some time and it'll never happen if he doesn't value it. It's got to be important to him. And then offensively, he's got a good looking shot like Brooke Lopez does, mm-hmm. who is an all-star this year, by the way. Amazing. Yeah. Brooke's the best he's been since he was 25 years old. That should inspire uh, James Weissman. Let me, let me dominate the paint defensively and also offensively. Lopez will slip in and, and score inside, especially mm-hmm. against a, a matchup situations. Uh, let me do those little things, be an energy guy, make easy passes, and not try to show off my whole offensive arsenal, which isn't really developed yet anyway. If he just keeps it simple and, and keeps thinking, I can do what Brooke does, not quite shooting the same, but I can try to be. Give him a chance, Warriors, to do that. Dominate defensively, own the paint, and then you got a chance to get a foothold where over the next few years you can learn to be the Joel Embiid type of player you think you can be. No, I, I, I love I love that. And it's 
so brilliant. I hadn't planned on going here, but I mean, that was Embiid, right? He didn't come into the league and was doing what he's doing now in year one. I mean, he was hurt, but not in the beginning. You have to graduate out. And it's something so interesting you mentioned about Wiseman. It's whomever drafts Victor Wembenyama, it should be the same idea, right? You said so brilliantly a few weeks ago. I hope he doesn't think he's going to come in here and be Kevin Durant. It ain't that. I don't want you out here dribbling the ball. No, you're seven foot four, man the paint, block shots, be an amazing rim protector, and you can shoot, run off screens, and shoot threes. Like yeah. you do those things elite level, as you said, you're an MVP. Yeah. Yeah. Race the floor, get involved in transition, post up small guys. Mm-hmm. But to think, I mean, I could be wrong, but to, it's not worth the risk to try to be Kevin Durant in year one. Kevin Durant wasn't Kevin Durant in year one. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I always felt like in Kevin Durant's case as a rookie, uh, the, the Sonics, because he played for Seattle, mm-hmm. treated him. They, they, made, they made it seem like, okay, imagine you're an eight-year-old boy and your parents own a candy store. The <laughs> smartest thing for that parent to do would let the kid do go hog wild in, in the first week. That, that boy would be so sick of candy. He'll never eat it again. I feel like that's what they did with Durant. It took him a couple years to finally realize what a good shot was. And he worked mm-hmm. on his game so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, keep it simple. And, uh, and, and, but the point to write is a purpose. Mm-hmm. So I don't think James Weissman's thinking about being a great paint defender. I don't think it's a priority to him. He wants to block every shot. No, just contest shots. If you block it, great. Block as a helper, not as a primary defender. Uh, but give him a, a real purpose, a strategy to be successful. That's not what I see in Santa Cruz. It's I got to shoot every time I get it. Mostly, uh, it's all about me, and and it's a mistake. I think it's yeah. a mistake for him. It won't translate. It won't translate. You scored a double double against the G League players. It right. won't translate against the NBA playing the way you're playing. Right. Uh, I think what I'm suggesting could translate, and uh, it's just you know we'll see if he buys in if the Warriors do it or not. And scoring every time he gets the ball, if you come back up to the big club, that ain't what you're doing no, anyway when you get up here. Not. So, I mean, I don't know why you think you want to be doing that to begin with. Um, <laughs> anyway, speaking of uh, other good things we've seen, uh, Ben Simmons last night, uh, I was at Barclays to watch the oh, yeah. Nets at the, and the Grizzlies. Simmons had 22 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists. He was a team high plus 19. That's the game plus minus is always a weird wonky stat. But still, his last three games, Coach, double figures. He is, at the beginning of the season, you noted this, I noted this. He just didn't look like an NBA player, right? Passive, not even looking at the basket. Literally almost turning his back to it when he got in there, right? I was looking for anywhere else to bail him out and get rid of the ball. That is not what we are seeing the last couple of games. And in particular last night, he was coming down looking at the rim and not looking to, looking to score. First play of the game, he went right at it. And he said after the game, it's day by day. I can't think about a week from now, a month from now, two months from now. Every day, I just got to get better, and I think that's the right kind of mindset to have, right? Build on what I did well yesterday, bring it back the next day, get better and better, and the team's feeling good about it. It's, you know, he's not clearly not all the way back yet, but he's looking vastly improved to what he did at the beginning of the season. Yeah, uh, I, re- I didn't know he said that. But first of all, uh, what was the crowd like there? It's a typical Brooklyn crowd, really? like just you know, just dead. Like, although they 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 came around late, and he got he got a nice ovation from the crowd uh, when when he left the game. Um, so that was I know that, that had to feel good for him. And yeah, it was it was nice, and he got the walk off interview, one of them anyway. Yeah. It was the the crowd's embracing him. Okay, so I really like what he said about one day at a time. I was just talking to a, a really close um, a personal friend of my wife and I. 
who go, who's going through a tough time as part of like the group that he's with. And um, she heard me talking to him, my wife did afterwards. She said, you know, you're talking, I was talking about how to get through a storm. Mm-hmm. And she said, you're talking personal experience. Um, it reminded me of when we were evacuating from Hurricane mm-hmm. Irma, mm-hmm. we didn't talk in the car until we got to freaking Jacksonville four hours away. He, she said, you had two hands on the wheel, you had no radio on, your focus was, I don't want to break down because we don't know mm-hmm. if there's be gas coming. Five star, a five category five hurricane was coming. This is mm-hmm. 2017, I think. And she's like, All you focus on was get through, get through, get through. Don't break down. Don't get in an accident. Mm-hmm. We don't be caught in the freaking highway with a category yeah. five. And I said, That's as a coach, you learn when you're struggling, only right now matters. It, it's, it's a privilege. And this is a very important point. Uh, uh, poor people can't look down the road they can't plan uh i i know this to be true they just are thinking about right now it's mm-hmm. a privilege to get to be able to look down the road mm-hmm. and it's helpful mm-hmm. what a great strategy to yeah. start thinking down the road but it, i can't if I, I may die right now i gotta lock in right now and when you're struggling it's a great point to when you if you look down the road you actually you may stumble now and never recover you only can think about today a team that's struggling, a player that's struggling, win today. How do you win today? That's part of the strategy. And I, I give Ben so much credit. You, you and I saw this last week. Mm-hmm. We texted each other last week like, hey, he actually looked at the rim a couple of times. Uh-huh. He scored a couple of right-hand baskets. Like, what is going on? And in fact, he's mostly scoring right-hand baskets, if you'll mm-hmm. notice, if mm-hmm. he's not dunking the ball. But um, he looked yesterday for the first time, I thought, like Ben Simmons. Yeah. The very first time. I didn't see the game before that. This was the first game I saw that you're like, oh, that's Ben. Uh, what, one of the things that makes him so special, we all know, which is his transition ability to score or pass, right? But another thing that makes him super special is the pace of his passes, mm-hmm. right? Every millisecond, the ball is not traveling in the air because it's already in the receiver's hands, mm-hmm. is a millisecond behind for the defense. Mm-hmm. And he fires the ball. He that does. has not been something I've seen, but he fired two passes to Yuta Watanabe. Mm-hmm. Watanabe. Watanabe? Watanabe. Watanabe. <laughs> I knew that. I've heard him play enough games. Yeah. <laughs> so twice to Yuta uh, Watanabe for threes. And that, that had some smoke on those yes. passes. Yes. And I'm like, all right, that, that's coming. Mm-hmm. Like, here we go. And uh, his defense is good. Not amazing. Good. Very good, mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're a Nets fan, if you're a KD and the, and the team, you're like, all right, we got some cooking here a little it, bit. It, this is encouraging. It is slowly happening. And you mentioned about his passes. It's funny. They got more mustard on them now. A couple of them are too hot for some of them. They're like, oh, yeah. they got to get their heads around on a swivel. They'll yeah. be like, yo, that ball is coming, firing at you. He's get a ready. Real, right. He's a really gifted passer. When I coach players who get a chance to play with Ben or LeBron or someone, we, I make them watch film uh, of their assists. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them come and you don't think it's coming. But his teammates, get they get used to it. Well, you better get used to it right away. Mm-hmm. So that's encouraging. It was just a confidence about him. Yes. Like, I can score on these guys. For sure. And then he also just gets the dunk spot and goes to dunk it. Did he shoot any free throws? I didn't look at that. Uh, he, so in the game before against Portland, they went to the hack of Ben strategy. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he made three out of four. Yeah. And like, again, small sample, but... On the road, that's important. That. Yeah. And I like that because, Coach, a big game's coming up for Brooklyn on Tuesday yeah. night in Philadelphia. And 
this is emblematic, I think, of where his mindset's at. So he was asked by Brian Mahoney, the AP. So, uh, Ben, you know, with uh, Tuesday coming, and Ben's like, what's happening Tuesday? What do you mean? <laughs> like, oh, there's a game? Like, it's just, it. you can see, like, the lightness is there from that wasn't there a few weeks ago, beginning of the season. He's feeling confident. He knows his teammates. He's got support in them. Jacques Vaughn's talking to him up. KD, they're like, oh, no, we, we we expect this now, Ben. He's he's doing his thing. This is the kind of Ben we knew he could be. It just takes – I mean, Kevin should know, right? Come back up in Achilles. It takes time. You got to get your body back to where you was. And for Ben, it was physical and mental, right? So a lot of little hurdles. And Jacques Vaughn said, this next game against Philly, that's another physical and mental hurdle for him, right? The crowd's going to be all on him, whatever. But one thing at a time, right? Your team's got your back. Do what we need you to do. It's It'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. Well, I like what you just said. The team has got his back. Let's see. Uh, you, you have a significant other. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've ever gone to a reunion. My, my <laughs> wife had a reunion, I think it was 20 or 25 years. And we hadn't been to one before. And she was one of the people in charge. She was class president. And she was in charge of this one. And uh, I, I didn't go into detail, but I'm sure she crushed on a bunch of the boys who went to school with. She hadn't <laughs> met me yet. Um, I made sure that everyone knew what, what who her man was. Like, like she's my girl. I've been with this girl since she was 19 and we're old people now. And I'm, I'm with her and I'm sure it gave her a little pep in her step. That was my, that was my design. Yeah, yeah. She's always done the same for me wherever we've gone. That's what partners do. And so to me, that's why I'm so glad you acknowledged it. The Nets should be thinking about that, Gerard. I mean, Ben went through some real trauma. I'm not blaming anyone. Mm-hmm. Sometimes shit happens. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you don't feel trauma from it, Correct. whether whether you're blameless or not. That that next team needs to say, "Hey, you guys fucked up. Mm-hmm. We got this guy, and just mm-hmm. wait." And mm-hmm. there's a there's a demonstrative, um, a demonstrable attitude you can have about mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. to, in a sense, literally and figuratively take him under your wing. This is Absolutely. our guy. Mm-hmm. Fuck all y'all. Mm-hmm. He's ours now. Yeah. And if they do that, and I mean, if we could wave a magic wand and make goes to 30, 11, and 10. Oh, my God. Whether they win or lose, that'd be right. nice. It'd be nice I, I to w- win. But there's a whole bunch of media people in Philly. Because I don't think the players have trashed him a whole lot. Maybe a, maybe Embiid right. wasn't great. Yeah. I don't think most of those guys... Like, no. I think Seth Curry likes playing with yeah, Philly. Seth, I mean, yeah. those two have such an amazing chemistry yeah, now in Brooklyn. They, they, they yeah. know how to play off each other. What like. shooter wouldn't want to play with Ben Simmons? Come on. I mean, yeah. Every time he doesn't shoot, it's good for them. And he's a great passer. But uh, but a lot of the media there, I don't mean that the uh, Keith Pompey or anything like right, that. I no, mean no. Yeah. The, the blogger, the blogosphere, yes. so to speak. Yeah, that's they, that world. They, he, they bully Ben all the time. And, and, it, and it would just be one game, win or lose, or play mm-hmm. well, don't play well, still one game. But it'd be a nice one game. No, uh, <laughs> it absolutely. It would be nice. It's funny you mentioned uh friend of the show, Keith Pompey. Keith was at the game last night. So in the in the post game presser, Keith gets to ask a question. Ben turns around. He goes, "Oh, you're here!" Like, yeah. <laughs> so it was it yeah. was a nice moment. He's between, a pro, though, Keith. right? Oh yeah, Keith is. He's Keith a pro. Is great. Yeah, Keith is wonderful. Philadelphia. I don't fire. mean to take shots on anybody. Oh yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. And you, and you could tell by the way Ben was conversing with him that he doesn't. You know, that's not the kind of person that yeah. went at Ben in that way, right? Like yeah. Keith is very fair. Um, Philadelphia Inquirer guy. Make sure you guys check him out. If you're a Sixers fan, you want to read good basketball. I I, I did. I, I won't say the name of the show because I don't remember the name of the show. But I did mm-hmm. some podcast there. Oh, I, I know exactly what you're talking about, and I won't mention them either. I yeah, know I did. A, I did. I wrote an article about how the, the Ben Simmons needs a hug. I, I mm-hmm. wasn't wrong, by the way. I mm-hmm. feel really good that I wrote that. And this guy had me on and and was very respectful on the show. 
And then I understand that he started saying like Thorpe's full of shit, whatever. Mm-hmm. He's that guy's dead to me now, basically. Like, I, like you can <laughs> yeah. disagree with me, right? But but to say that kind of stuff as if I don't know what I'm talking about, I'm wrong sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I know what I'm talking about, and uh, don't disrespect me. You can disagree with me now without disrespect. Absolutely. Listen, we can reasonable minds can disagree, and you can be yeah. civil. No need for idiotic name calling or, or doing doing that kind of thing. A uh, funny moment in the post game presser. Um, the Athletics Alex Schiffer asked Kevin Durant. Kevin, a three-point contest between Yudo Watanabe and yeah. Steph. Who, who are you taking? Me. And he goes, <laughs> and then he goes, I, that wasn't the thing. He was like, of course I'm taking the god Steph, but Yuda's shooting lights out right now. Like, <laughs> So, okay, I saw the question yeah. just right before we came on the air, but I had my headphones plugged yeah. in, but I didn't have them on my ear, so I could not hear what he was saying, but I'm, yeah. I'm not thinking he's definitely saying me. <laughs> By the way, so is every player in the history of mankind. Okay, yes, they're saying that. Including guys, including like Steven Adams. You might yeah, say right. that. Right, right, I trust myself. This is where they got to be where they got. Oh, I see your dog. Uh, your dog's yes. making an appearance here. I yes. Can see that. Yes. So, um, but I wondered how we'd respond to that. So the question was Yuta or Steph? Yeah, or Steph. Yes. Oh, uh, I thought it was yeah. Yuta or Steph. No, that's Yuda, a better question. Because that's Yuda something you really may have to answer. So he said, of course, the god Steph, but I mean, yeah. Yuta's shooting. 50-something percent. Oh, he's right number one lead. Number one lead. He's, yeah. he's killing. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, and Yuta's so great. He says that after, after the game, he's like, oh, it's easy to get shots when I play with Kevin Durant Kyrie Irving. Like, yeah. dudes are leaving me wide open. Yeah, you're going to be open. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good job by KD then. He managed that minefield well. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a good one. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to, you don't want to, you don't want to ruin Yuta's confidence. No, he's, yeah. he's, he's shooting lights out for yeah, them yeah, right yeah. now. Um, And they're playing well. All right. A team that I'm a little concerned about, coach. Talk me off the ledge why I shouldn't be concerned. The Miami Heat, they're 7-10. and 10. They seem to have a tough time scoring right now. I know guys have been in and out of the lineup, but it's looking real wonky down there in South Beach. Uh, they're not shooting well. Do you, do you know who led the league in shooting last year? The Heat? Three-point shooting, Miami Heat. Mm. And they're nowhere close now. They're 37.9% from three last year. They're like at 30, low 30s. Low. Yeah, so I've not broken it down to see if they're missing open shots. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm quite certain they are, and, and they also may be missing more contested shots. Uh, 38% from three is pretty fucking great. That's, yeah. And uh, Tucker Robinson's been terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's been really bad, so he's not handled any of this. He got paid, and it's gone downhill since. Mm-hmm. Um, someone may take a flyer on him. There might be a trade there. But Lowry's doing better. They have, they have plenty of guys shooting okay. Right, but there's no one shooting lights out, and that normally yeah. bubbles up everything else and makes more openings, gets those people open. I, I hope to, I hope to see a difference in that because I think that once they solve that, they'll be better. I'm yeah, sure they will be better. You know, they're they're an excellent team. You know, they went to the conference uh, finals last year. Yeah. You know, they're they're really Jimmy's really playing good. well. Yeah, Jimmy's playing well. Bam's been in and out, but Bam Bam's played well when he's been in. I like the uh, kid uh, Nikola Jovic they have. He's, yeah, he's he good. seems to be promising. Yeah, you know, they, they always find these guys that they just turn into these amazing development projects. Yeah. Coach, you know, up, coach them up really good, good. Good teams do that. Bad teams don't. That's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, some injury concerns for a couple teams. The Grizz, so they played shorthanded last night, but played well for three quarters. And then in the fourth, the Nets pulled away. They don't have Bain. Uh, Morant's week to week now with a grade one ankle sprain. And then Jenkins kept uh, trip out last night just for injury management uh, concerns. You know, look, with no Bain, and that's for he's not getting reevaluated for another couple weeks. And then with Ja being week to week, this is the Dylan Brooks show, which that's not a great thing. He took 30 shots last night. That's it's like, not good. It's like, a, it's like a NASCAR event with amateur drivers. <laughs> so, so same cars, 
amateur drivers. Because Dylan's got a, he's really athletic, very physical yes. athletic too. Yes. But yeah, he's out of control. He's not one yeah. of my favorite guys to watch. He he plays hard as hell. He does. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they have an All NBA backcourt, literally. Mm-hmm. All NBA, I, both both could be first in NBA basically when they're playing. And now they're both out, and then you team out trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're going to have some challenges. But as we've always said, can you know they've lost the Anthony Melton. They lost some depth mm-hmm. from last year. Yes. So now you're going to redevelop that going forward. They, they haven't done that yet. No, and the young guys like uh, David Roddy and a couple of those guys, they they looked pretty good last night doing. Is Zaire hurt? Uh, Zaire's hurt. He's been he's going to be out for a little yeah, bit. He got hurt last uh, at the end of last year, so that's, that's what I thought. and that's a tough one because that's hurting oh, his development. Last year, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't realize he wasn't back at all. I'm not paying attention. Wow. Yeah, so wow. it's it's it, and it's it's so interesting, right? Because this Memphis team, this is the number two team in the league record wise last year. And then all of a sudden, you get injury concerns, and it just doesn't work out the same way. That's just the nature of how this league works. No, you got to hope, but you got to, you got to tread water because there's just, no one's going to really run away. I mean, maybe a team, but the pack will stay together. if You can stay in that pack because you're winning half your games. Yeah. Uh, You don't have to win two of three right now. The league's going to be so bunched up. Yeah. And it's already, it's already starting to get kind of everyone back to the pack now and bunched together. So as you, as you so brilliantly point out at the beginning of the season, you're like, I don't think anyone's running away with this. And, and we're seeing that so far. Sixers got some injury concerns. Harden's already out. Uh, Maxie's now out, so it's a Joel Embiid show, but they got some guys around it, and Embiid's playing super well. You know, Philly's another team, right? They got to kind of just weather the storm until they get Maxie and Harden back. You know, hopefully Harris will do some different things. They ask him to morph into so many different positions. Yeah. Got to do it again, right, until until guys yeah. get back in the lineup. Yeah, I think that um, I have a funny feeling about Harden uh, really playing so- very solidly when he's back. Mm. Um let Maxi do his thing. Let mm-hmm. Joel do you know his MVP level, mm-hmm. and let James quarterback it. I I just kind of feel like he gets it, and then knows it's, he's got a chance because of Joel and mm-hmm. Tyrese too. Um, and they've got some depth. They, I, you know, Daryl's always done a good job of finding talent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Although PJ Tucker I has think a shot o- well lately. Oh, for the last three games. Yep. But they had George Niang, who mm-hmm. I think is an underrated defender, uh, and especially if you challenge him. And I uh, I think he could be like a PJ replacement. Uh, D'Anthony Melton's there. Mm-hmm. That'll help. Yeah. But yeah, they, they need their other two all-stars for sure. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And, you know, it'll, it, this is a, you know, you've been mentioning for weeks, this is a, a test for Doc, right? It's like, all right, like yeah. you still got control of this team in the locker room. Are they hearing you? Can you, can you weather this storm? And you say it, right? The storm comes for every NBA team. Yeah. How, how are you weathering it? Right. And so good teams will do it well. Other teams, not so much. <clears throat> Big game tonight, coach. Oh, before we get to that. I want to talk about coach player relationship, and this is something that you can you can really speak to. So, uh, in a game against Orlando, I think it was Friday or Saturday night, uh, Billy Donovan, Chicago Bulls head coach, did not play Zach Levine down the stretch. He was having a bad shooting night, uh, a sure. bad game. And you know, after the game, Zach was like, you know, I'm the type of player that should be in the game late, you know, to help my team win. And you know, that's what you expect the competitor to say, all that. Um, I thought the way, and then he spoke again to the media yesterday, I believe, after their practice or shoot around, and he was just talking about it strictly from a competitor standpoint and how he, you know, when you, everybody in the NBA is an alpha competitor, right? That's how you make this league. And you feel like, I can help. As, as you said last week, ask any player if they've ever lost a game of one-on-one. They'll all say no, <laughs> right? Like, that's just, that's who these people are. So, of course, it's going to make you feel some kind of way when you are, by the way, a max contract guy like Zach Levine is, right? Hey, I, I could help this team. Like I could at least get me in there to make free throws, whatever. 
But Billy did his thing, and it seems to be that, you know, they both said the right things to the media, handled it well. But when a coach and a star, when a coach has to bench a star player or not play him down the stretch, how does that impact the player, the team, and the relationship the coach has? Well, to me, a player should always respect a coach holding you accountable. Mm-hmm. Kevin Durant talked about this last mm-hmm. week with one of the work on closeouts, whatever. Mm-hmm. Billy Donovan was just saying, you know what? You're not playing very well. And, and maybe in your mind, you've earned the right to play through it. But I've also earned the right to make a decision to help my team win. And let's face it, if Vucevic makes his free throws, mm-hmm. 91% free throw Correct. shooter and missed two. Yep. Up to missed two, mm-hmm. lost to Jalen Suggs pretty much at the buzzer. So um, it would have played, Billy would have been proved to be right. Mm-hmm. But one thing I liked about Billy is he didn't bring that up really no. in defending his decision. Mm-hmm. He simply said, we talked about it. And Billy's very much a player's coach that way. He's a very uh, unafraid of conflict to your face. Let's work it through. And um, I, I happen to think Zach is flawed as a player. He, he is a six-man machine who being paid franchise quarterback money. Mm. I, I've always, and I've, I've learned a lot of him. I didn't like him coming yeah, out of you UCLA. Did, yeah. um, I love him. But in, I love him as a pure scorer off the bench. I don't think he can be the face of your, of your franchise. I don't, think he can, I don't think you can win a lot of games when he's the guy that's featured most because I just think he's mostly gifted at scoring. And when you're not scoring, well, maybe you shouldn't play the last couple of minutes of the mm-hmm. game. And mm-hmm. the head coach has to – it's not just about his relationship with Zach. It's to everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, He's showing everyone, hey, if you don't produce – I may not play at the end of a game if we're close. Doesn't mean you won't get a chance in the next game. Right. Which I believe. Zach, Zach definitely doesn't have to worry about that. He's not going to earn lose playing time mm-hmm. over the course of, I mean, maybe just a few minutes here and there. He's not going go to go to a second string. Right. Even if he's six man, he'll be first unit minutes. Right. Which they'll never make him first, second unit, in my opinion. Um, as much as I think he'd do better, just go score a bunch of points for us. Uh, I, but the message is honesty, transparency. Uh, coaches are not holding players accountable at, at an epidemic level, in my opinion, in our in professional sports, certainly in the sport I follow the most. Um, I talk to coaches all the time, and a lot of them don't feel empowered. And the mm. ones that do, I just think, are more successful. The ones that are with coaches as assistants who are empowered, I think, are more successful. You have to. Players need to be held accountable. Uh, I think it's a key to all of us in our relationships is holding people accountable. Um, I, I get in trouble if, if I don't do certain things around the house. When I say I'm going to do it, mm-hmm. my wife's not a jerk about it. She's like, hey, you told me you would open right. the dishwasher in the middle of the night because right. right? it's just so freaking hot when it's done. Mm-hmm. And I just forget sometimes. And I, I don't get yelled at. I'm reminded. <laughs> you said you would do it. Okay. Right. Duly noted. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. And so I think Billy did, did a good job for the Bulls franchise mm-hmm. by holding his player accountable. I guarantee you Zach got a chance next time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and maybe he'll do well. Maybe he won't. Maybe he won't let himself play so bad to begin with. But just because you've been great in the past doesn't mean you always get a chance to continue to play in the future when you suck. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think you're dead on there. And, you know, I think to your point about Zach, right, with the mm-hmm. max contract, he's paid, to your point, like yeah. a franchise guy. Yeah. But he's not quite that. Because no. when – the shot's not falling. It's an old adage, but it's true. You have to find other ways to impact the game. And to your point, he's like not skilled at those other things, right? Like it isn't like he's locking anybody on deep ends. He's not right. None of those things are happening. And so 
yeah, I think if you're trying to win games, you need guys who can do all the little things. And so that'll that'll be something that, that bears watching in terms of the Chicago, uh, a Chicago Bulls standpoint. Um, big game tonight, as I mentioned, it'll be the second night of a back-to-back for the Warriors. Uh, so unfortunate for them, but you know, it happens on the schedule. They play the New Orleans Pelicans in New Orleans. Uh, Zion will be back for that game. The Pelicans are playing well, man. They just Alvarado, Herb Joe. I'm excited to see that game because I want to see Pesky Alvarado doing his thing, coming off the bench, Herb Jones, Siege. I want his Brandon Ingram, Zion. I want to see all those guys against the vaunted warriors. I mean, they're not vaunted, not playing vaunted right now, but the starting five is still electric. So I want to see that starting five versus what the Pelicans do and see how the Pelicans match up. It's be a nice little test for them. I think it'll be interesting to see if uh, new Orleans uh, continues to let Zion have more primary ball handling responsibilities. Uh, That's what he was doing before he got hurt. Mm -hmm. Uh, A little bit away from CJ and more into Zion, just Zion as point guard. Sam McGunny did a little bit, they got hurt all of last year. I think they're better off when he's got the ball in his hands more. He's a, he's a better decision maker and passer and more willing as a passer than I think his reputation suggests. As good as his score, he started to show a little bounce back when we saw him play last. Just just like Ben Simmons, a little more athletic, mm-hmm. a little more willing to try to dunk on people. Like, mm-hmm. that's coming. And so I, I have no idea how healthy he is. He said he was going to play. We'll see. But um, if he does, yeah, I think – the league does not want to see New Orleans Pelicans with a primary ball handling Zion Williamson fully engaged. No, no. That's, that's, that, a, that's a loss for a lot of teams. Yeah, He's I mean, beast. the way they can get up and down the floor, and you got Trey Murphy the third coming off the – I mean, that's just yeah. – it's just nothing but athletes up and down the floor yeah. who can actually play basketball, not just athletic dudes, but dudes who can play. That's going to be a tough a tough road to climb for teams. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see this game, and I hope it, you know, I hope it works out in terms of guys who can play play and you know we talked about it with Ben. we talked about it with clay zion didn't play basketball all last season like what it's gonna take some time for that for him to get back to that that level he was at but uh you know we we see it coming soon um ad and the lakers starting to play some good back well he's been playing well all year um but they won again last night beat the spurs like five and ten now, so still five games under five hundred. So they gotta kind of get themselves on a bit of a roll here. Maybe they are. Um, are you ready to say maybe they're not dead yet? They got a little bit of life in the Lakers. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as you were saying before, uh, you know, when Clay uh, did it against Houston, they just beat Detroit and uh, the Spurs. Mm-hmm. Spurs have lost ten of eleven or ten of yeah, twelve. Not great. Yeah, uh, and Pirtle didn't play, so that's a big loss for them. Nonetheless, it was a blowout. And they beat up Detroit pretty good, too. Mm-hmm. Um, they won a game before that. They won three in a row, mm-hmm. yeah. I believe. Yeah. yeah, they beat the Nets uh, la- yeah. their, their last game. Yep. So, um, AD playing like an MVP. He is on both ends. He's a monster. Uh, Schroeder's back. Mm-hmm. That's nice to see. They're shooting better. Kendrick Dunn played very well last night. And he's been mostly down, a little up, mostly down. But he definitely looked the part yesterday. I've told you all year about uh, uh, Thomas Bryant, who uh, I thought was going to be a very good player for the Wizards until he tore his ACL. Mm-hmm. He looks he's, like he's fully healthy. He, was, he, he and Dennis Schroeder both out with the same left thumb injury, I think. And Tom, I think Thomas had uh, 15 points and not a lot of minutes. Just tons of energy. He has 23 points in two games That's and good. nine rebounds in this game. He's just active and athletic. And he's a bucket getter. And they need they have the worst offense in the league. 
So now they have an AD backup who can score. Maybe one day he'll even start. He played a little bit AD last time I watched the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Schroeder and Owen oh, Westbrook as six man looks terrific. What was mm-hmm. I didn't see Russell's final numbers yesterday, but I did not see his final numbers. But he he was good. He's playing well in that in that role. His yeah, role was he, like, he and Thomas Bryant have a little connection going mm-hmm. with that second unit. They played in Washington together, so that makes sense. <laughs> I had forgotten about that. You're exactly right. When Thomas was playing really well, he and Russ mm-hmm. were together. And Russ played really well, mm-hmm. if you remember. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they just, you know, it, we'll see. LeBron is out again. Like, who knows? Yes. They, they're not going to do anything without him. Yeah. But he looks engaged now, mm-hmm. which pisses me off. Like, dude, they need you when the team <laughs> yeah. is struggling. Yes. But, yeah, Thomas Bryant had a sick left-hand dunk. And that was his broken thumb hand. Sick left-hand dunk. Uh, and you could see LeBron, like, miming it on the bench <laughs> a little bit. But it was good to see. He didn't have a coffee cup in his hand either. Or a wine glass. <laughs> like, he actually was just a regular teammate. So the vibes seem a little better there. I, 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 I'm not – I was never willing to throw dirt on their coffin yet. I'm also not willing to take the body out of the coffin. I'm just not burying the coffin. I, I want to see a much more connected team. AD had a great end one yesterday. Troy Brown went over to dap him up. Nobody else did. Mm. There's, there's, it's almost like they're saying, all right, we're glad you're on our team because you're great, but you right, don't seem but... to fuck with us. We're not going to fuck with you much either. You know? Yeah. Well, again, we'll see where they are come Christmas. So I'll look, I'll look what their, their their record is come Christmas Day. Is that, you know, surprising to, to most people? That That's when you're getting close to the halfway point is Christmas. Like, it's not all-star like most people think, right? Like, by the time you get to Christmas, you're like, oh, man, we're like 20, almost 30-something games. So pay attention there. Um, stay tuned, folks. We're going to go to a quick commercial break because when we come back, we're going to have maybe one surprising stat of the week. This episode of True Hoop is brought to you by BetterHelp. Hey guys, Gerard from True Hoop here. If you had an extra hour in your day, what would you do? It's a hell of a question. Would you maybe go for a run, take a nap, read a book, or maybe show up for a friend? Now, depending on the day, any one of those would be a great idea. Most of us spend our lives wishing we had more time, but the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Now, I've been open in the past with you guys about this. I see a personal therapist as well as a couple therapists for my partner and I, and both are extremely helpful in developing positive coping skills and learning how to set boundaries. Therapy empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash TrueHoop today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash TrueHoop. Okay, we are back. Um, coach, you want to maybe try something new? A surprising stat of the week? What is, what's something that's caught your eye that's got you like, ooh, this is interesting? Well, I, I give it away by saying surprising because if I <laughs> if I didn't tell you surprising, I asked you the question, who forget about pace, just who leads the league in scoring, which is what we used to look at before pace. Your answer would be what? Boston the best? Correct. They don't. Oh. They're number two. You want to guess who number one is? In you're gonna score? you're gonna get it right. I think you might get it right. Yeah. Atlanta Hawks? No, very good guess. They're top five. The Sacramento Kings. Oh yes. 
Yes, surprising. Yes, yes. yes. That, I surprised you, right? <laughs> you did. You did. Yeah, I think I'm gonna try, try to surprise you every Monday. Um, they are. They're playing well, man, and fast. Fox, real man. fast. They're playing, they're, yeah, so is Golden State playing fast. The, the Kings are scoring better with that speed. <laughs> yeah. Darren Fox is playing the way we always. I always thought he could play, and it's been disappointing. This is a career year for him. He's. I looked it up today. Every every website has different metrics, but at, around the rim, according to DustinThrees.com, you want to take a guess at what he's finishing at the rim? Now, keep Darren in mind Fox? last year. Keep in mind last year, Lamelo was at fifty-two. That's low. Mm-hmm. No one's at hundred percent at the rim. Right, right. You want to guess what Darren Fox is? Sixty-eight percent. Eighty-one percent. Unbelievable. God. That's the other surprising stat. Jesus. Like for a guard, eighty-one yeah. percent. But it tells you their spacing is great. Mm-hmm. It's not just him finishing great, which he is. But it's also the space to do it is there. With Sabonis as a passer, lifting him up the way they mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. Murray as a shooter, the rookie. Uh, Herder shooting it well. Oh, my God. He's shooting so well. They're, uh, they just, amazingly enough, they hired Mike Brown for his defense. I think they're 29th in defense. Right. But offense, which, they're killing. <laughs> but which, to me, is why Sacramento fans should be thrilled. Yeah. Because they're just, were, they were so far in the hole defensively yeah it's gonna take you don't just flip a switch there's no magic wand yeah you would hope that they could get to 2019 18 17 i'm not saying they can't but you would hope they can with mike brown as coach and if they stay a top five offense yeah they're they're a playoff team yeah no they i mean they put 150 points on brooklyn on that national game on tuesday i was like look these guys can shoot it up and they can score and they again to your point they race to their spots and they're scoring efficiently while racing. Cause as you said, Golden State plays fast, but they ain't sc- yeah. they're not scoring not that efficiently. As efficiently as that. Yeah. Um, and that just makes it really tough to guard and the spacing. You're right. When they got Herder out there, it's just there's just so much room to operate for De'Aaron Fox, right? I mean, the the lanes are open and he can finish. It's 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 nice to see Sacramento playing good basketball. Um, I'm sure their fans have been suffering for a long time. So I'm glad Mike Brown got that opportunity. You know, again. I don't want to freak out or lose our minds, but let's see where they are uh, come Christmas. I think we might have said they were a potential playoff team in your pre- I, I had them. Um, I, I think I, I wrote this, and I'm sure we talked about it when I did my preseason predictions for mm-hmm. points for record. My initial one had them only winning 33 games. And when I when I went back, I, I knew that I had, I think I had 10, I had, I had, had 10 more wins. It was exactly how it was. I, I was, there was, I had 1,220 wins, mm-hmm. but there's 1,230. So I had 10 wins to give to the 30 teams. And I mean this sincerely. I probably have a piece of paper where you could see it. <laughs> I gave the Kings eight. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I just thought, I, I think they're going to win half their games. Well, I'm wrong. They might win more than half their yeah. games. But the weight of Sacramento's history yeah. weighed me down to 33. <laughs> I, and if, even I gave him 10, probably not enough. But um, they've got to start playing better defense, and hopefully yeah, they sure. will. But, yeah, De'Aaron Fox is just really uh, – he's, he's lifted off. Yeah. You know, when you look at most improved, he's going to be – there's a right number of guys on the list to include Bo Bo, which we're going to write about tomorrow. Bo Bo, um, I'm excited. But De'Aaron Fox is, is making a leap right now. It's great to see. You know, on Bo Bo, and we said this last week, but I think it bears repeating. You can't just give up on these dudes who are, like, 22 years old. Like, they don't know what they're doing. And you, as an organization, you're probably bad at coaching and developing. Like, get, actually coach them up and give them a shot. You might – I mean, they got – you drafted them for a reason, right? Because you thought they had talent. 
you're not bad at that, but you gotta you gotta coach it out of them, right? Like not everybody's LeBron James, but they're gonna be awesome no matter where they are. You gotta work and really develop it. Like these young guys, it's too early to give up on them. Yeah, that's that's a big part of our story tomorrow. Uh, is is that right there, Jamari Smith? Uh, we said I think we said this on Thursday. John mm-hmm. Hollinger and Nate Duncan, who I like and I listen to their pods. I listen to Nate's almost every day. I listen to John every week. Uh, they were like off of Jabari. And I just, you know, I called some people in the league too. Like playing with Jalen Green is no day at the beach. <laughs> no. uh, it's, a young, it's a young team. They're all looking to get their points. Uh, Jabari was their best player the other night though. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what his numbers were, but uh, the, the, the close loss they had to Golden State, I think mm-hmm. he was playing really well. He was. Um, uh, I guess Bo Bo is terrific now. Like I watched him play the other night, it's all the whole the whole game, and he's just under control. He's so long, so long. He's skilled, but under control with it, which is key. I called an agent friend who I thought knew of him pretty well, and he said he had a bad crowd. Mm. He had a, he hung out with a bad crowd, whatever that means. But you don't hear that in the NBA very much. I'm telling right. you, but that's what he said, and he's he's not doing that anymore. For, so whatever is going on, it's it's nice to see. Yeah, and yeah. and it's a lesson for all of us. Slow down. Yeah, on how quick we trash players or brand them. Mm-hmm. Slow down, or it's even coming off injury. Yeah, talking about Thomas Bryant, Ben Simmons. Like, mm-hmm. can we just let these guys? When you don't play for a year, you're not training either. Right. Like, there all these skills disappear. All this feel is gone. You have to redo all of it. And um, yeah, we just need to be patient with these guys. And if, if two, three years later they don't have it, well then we know. Mm-hmm. But um, to just assume they're not going to get there is a mistake, and he's Bobo is proving that right now. Yeah, absolutely. I look and if Orlando can figure out what they're doing, they got some nice talent down there. Man. Jalen like, Suggs is playing much better, mm-hmm. much better. That's got. I don't know that he's ever going to be the All Star high level R and B talent that Mobley and, and Barnes might be mm-hmm. or are. But if he can really hold down that that position of lead guard. Yeah, he hit the big winner the other night. Yep. Um, when Toronto just had a disastrous no. defensive mistake. <laughs> I don't know what they were doing on that. I don't either. I broke it down slow motion. <laughs> um, they face guarded Trey Young, but if you do that, you have to have a guy over the top as well to control it from going down the court. Scotty Barnes looked like he was in that position. I'm not really sure he didn't do it. And then ultimately, OG Ananobi was faced with a charging Trey Young, but here come A.J. Griffin behind him. Mm-hmm. And O.G. rushed forward to guard Trey and gave up a lot. Yep. Like, it was a huge mistake by O.G. Two-on-one, you have to slow it down. Yeah. Normally, in a real two-on-one during the game, you're slowing down the ball a little bit to hope defenders come and help you. You hope the cavalry is coming. That's what we always mm-hmm. say. At least I always say. But when the clock is winding down, you're, you're hoping for the clock to, to hit yes. zero also. <laughs> so you really are more inspired to slow it down. He yeah. did the worst thing to do, rush Trey Young, yeah. who did the easy lob, gave it the easiest dunk possible. And um, yeah, that, that, that was kind of weird. But still, um, you, you, have, you have a couple of nice wins mm-hmm. uh, uh, for a team like Orlando, uh, execute down the stretch, get, get, make, keep, keep close, give yourself a chance to win yeah. a game. Yep. To your point, Orlando, if they can figure out their backcourt a little bit, they've got the makings of something pretty impressive down the road. They do. And that'll be nice for Orlando. They're like Sacramento in that way, right? Yeah, Their fans have yeah. been long-suffering. It'll be nice yeah. to have a, a, a team that you can root for. That's yeah. really good. I, I've been in both those arenas when they're rolling, and it's fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Super loud. Uh, when Orlando had um, – oh, my goodness. What was the name of the, the Puerto Rican guard? Carlos Arroyo? Oh, Carlos Arroyo, yep. Mm-hmm. 
they had the big Puerto Rican section, obviously, in Florida. That was awesome when he was playing well. Um, they, you know, they had Dwight, obviously. Yeah, of course. Yep. Back in the day when the Kings were good, they, mm-hmm. their fans were amazing. Mm-hmm. It'd be nice to see that again. Absolutely. You know, every, every 30 years, you know, comes around for everybody <laughs> at least <Right>. once. <laughs> um, okay, so this thing happened over the weekend with Giannis and the 76ers. And, you know, it turned into this whole referendum online about people like Giannis isn't the humble guy you think he is and all these crazy things happening. Here's how I saw what happened. So Giannis had a poor night shooting at the line, four of 15, I want to say. All right. So he comes back out. Mind you, he is on the road. So he's in the road arena in Philly and he's shooting on the basket uh, with a couple of the Bucks coaches. Uh, A rebound happens and Montrez Harrell is out. Montrez Harrell takes the ball and doesn't give it back. And Giannis is like, bro, let me just finish my free throws, whatever. No. Montrez takes the ball down to the other end, and he's working on his 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 game because oftentimes, if, if fans don't know this, players who don't play a ton will often work out after the game. Now, in most arenas, they have like a practice court they, they go the to. I don't know why they weren't on the practice court. In Maybe right. there isn't one in the Wells Fargo Center. Whatever. Anyway, Giannis comes back out with two balls, but by the time he comes back out with two balls on the coaches, the equipment, the, the arena people are taking down the the mechanics off of the off of the backboard, and Giannis moves the ladder out of the way to go back to the line. They come back, they move it back. He then pushes the ladder out of the way, and it falls down. And then it's this whole thing. Giannis isn't humble. This, that, and the third. Look, here's how I saw it. Trez was a baby by taking the ball and going to the other end. Like, just st- don't do that, dude. He like, was a jerk. Yeah. Clearly, you. Giannis being on that end of the floor didn't bother you because you were on the other end. So what difference does it make? Do your thing. And then Giannis, you don't need to push. I know you were frustrated. No need to throw the ladder down. Like, it's fine. So that's what I saw. What did you see? Yeah, same thing. Uh, Giannis was frustrated. Um, there's a better way to handle it. It should have had to be Giannis, by the way. It should have been someone else from, yep. from the team. I agree. Um, but I, I'm always going to side with players from the standpoint of, when they want to work on their craft, we have to let them work on their craft. And I know the guy out the ladder wants to get home to his family. He might be starving. I get it. But this is the job. Mm-hmm. This is the job. And you, you just have to understand, I don't think players deserve to get first in line at a buffet, at a wedding, <laughs> or at a restaurant. Like, they're just regular people. But this is their, this, they're the gladiators. Mm-hmm. And they, they aren't just worth a lot of money. Individually, they're worth a lot of money to the, the, the owners, the investors, and they also have all the microscope on them, all the spotlight on them. And quite frankly, if Giannis wants to work on his free throw, you should let him work on his free throw. Mm-hmm. And then Giannis, be more decent about it, please. Mm-hmm. But again, he's frustrated. I, I think he, I think we know who he is. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I would never want to be. I know, I know for a fact, I would never want to be judged for my worst moment. Your worst moment. And yeah. if this is this worst moment, he's right. doing pretty good. Yeah, and that, it, no one should be just in their worst moment, right? Like, yeah, it, that, that's, that's right. we, we got to stop doing that. Coach, as we wrap here, it is World Cup time. And it's it's a weird thing, because while I enjoy um, association football, not American football, um, you know, the conditions around this World Cup, not exactly wonderful. Um, we know that uh, Qatar, there was a bribe to get this World Cup to put in Qatar, right? Um FIFA, they basically admitted it, right? So we really, know that. I didn't really follow it too closely. They basically admitted it. Um, and then Qatar does not have the infrastructure to support a World Cup. 
So they had to scurry to do all this work, use basically slave labor. Plenty of people died in the construction of all the things that they needed. Um, the reason why the World Cup is happening now and not in traditional summer month is because it's too hot in Qatar. Well, December or November, excuse me, this is the middle of club season. Like, so the amount of injuries we're going to see, and we've already started to see them, guys already hurt, not even get to the World Cup. It's all bad all around, and I just don't like any of it from that perspective, but this is when the money and globalization get into sports, and, you know, you can talk about the Saudis and all the different things. that It's just, it, it makes it so gross when you're watching it, right? It it takes away some of the joy, but I'm going to try to find some joy and watch and watch the matches. Yeah, did you read today about their problem with tickets? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Major, major. What a surprise! Yeah, right? no, right. I, I, I can't. Uh, uh, Qatar. I can't speak to how they manage events. I used to be in the event management business. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would think FIFA would have lots of people helping. You would think, but um, I just I expect more problems, more conflicts, and uh, yeah, we're at an interesting crossroads. I think, uh, politically speaking, globally and domestically here where um, we can allow people to use sports to help us forget about their sins. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, or we can say, nope, you're being held accountable. Uh, you know, the NBA moved the uh, All-Star game from North mm-hmm. Carolina when they had mm-hmm. their, their mm-hmm. ridiculous uh, mm-hmm. pushback on, mm-hmm. on uh, not letting men use women's mm-hmm. bathroom and vice versa, whatever, as if, as if my daughter didn't share a bathroom with her brother a whole life. <laughs> right. Come on now. Um, <laughs> So stupid. My, I'm telling you, my, my wife doesn't fuck around. She'll use the men's room. If we go yeah. to a bar, she, she won't think twice about it. Yeah. I mean, if it's just a single one. Not yeah. if there's a bunch of urinals, she won't do that. But if there's right. just one, Why not? oh yeah. Yeah, she ain't waiting. She ain't waiting that long girl's line. Fuck that. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'd, like to, I'd like this to be a lesson. Never, you know, we have to stop this corruption. I, that, that is a country that clearly has no respect for women. <laughs> and I understand it's a religious thing. That's fine. You can... Practice whatever religion you want. You just don't get a host of these events. Yeah, yeah, yeah. understand that. So that's one hundred percent agree with you on that. Uh, the, yeah. uh, the other problem too, coach. Not only is it you mentioned, you know, to to forget about your sins. The, the reason why this works so well is because sport is how we forget about our sins and right. our problems and our everyday lives. Right? That's what sport is for. You know, everyday life at work is miserable. Yeah. Whatever yeah. the hell's going on for two hours, all I gotta do is. Worry about these these two teams playing each other. That's it, and so that's what that's what makes the challenge hard on the consumption and from fans, yeah. right? They don't like. I don't want to hear about that. I had a shitty day at work. I just want to watch two hours of whatever this thing is that I'm watching. So this is the balance we 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 have to draw here and find a way to still yes, we can have our entertainment, but our entertainment can be good and not corrupt, right? We can we can ask for both. It's possible. Yeah. Will you watch the game at two? Yes, I will watch the USA versus Wales. Uh, my quick uh. World Cup prediction, look, if we make it out of group stage, I will be shocked. I think we have no better than a 50-50 shot of getting out of group. Like, I just, England's, they scored six goals today, so England's going to be top of the group. And the Wales, look, Wales is going to be no pushover. If we nil-nil this, not good. Not good. I I didn't look it up, but I'm sure our Swansea team has a couple guys on Wales because we have an academy. Yeah. I'd be very surprised if we'd have some players on the team. I just haven't looked this year, the final thing. I, I don't. I'm so sports out. I sports out. I I watch tape on basketball all morning. Right, you're like I can't I'll watch. I can't watch football tonight. <laughs> I I might. I, I mean, I'm I I and, and honestly, I'm not a very proud American. I and I mm. I hope people don't get mad at me for that. Uh, there's a lot not to be proud of right now. Yeah. I'm rooting for the boys. 
Yeah. But I, I, you know, I watched a, a, a special on Netflix. I'm rooting for Brazil. Oh, I'm yeah. For Croatia. I like, I like their captains very much. Yeah. You know, just because these guys were born in the same contiguous United States as me, I no longer have an affinity for that. Oh, yeah. listen, let me be gone. very clear about something. If I'm out watching any World Cup games, it won't be Team USA who I'm watching. I'm putting them be yeah. clear, very clear about right. that right now. Who's favorite? Uh, Brazil. Uh, France, Brazil are are, yeah. are top of the top of the favorites. Argentina, um, yeah. you know, yeah. I think that the Netherlands, Belgium's going to be tough. Like, yeah, there, there are yeah, a lot of really good teams out there. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's I'm watching all those teams. Like, Team USA, yeah. whatever. <laughs> like, we'll I've invited some watching parties, but I got to watch basketball. I'm oh, watching I mean, this, this afternoon. Let's do that. If we have a choice between Team USA football and basketball, it's yeah, going to be basketball. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's going to be yeah. basketball. Yeah. All right, folks. It's Thanksgiving week. We will have one more episode, a special one, uh, tomorrow with a special guest, not telling you who it is. Um, and that'll be it for the week. And then we'll see you all on Monday. Take care.